On today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, we're going to talk about three possible starting lineups for the Louisville men's basketball team in 2023-24. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Happy Friday. Welcome into another episode of the Locked On, the Louisville podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. want to thank you all again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On, the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week. Your team, every day. With the roster now finalized for the Louisville men's basketball team, it's been a discussion over the past couple days and that is, um, what is the possible starting lineup going to look like for the Louisville Cardinals next season? Well, we are going to identify and discuss three possible options that Kenny Payne could go with in terms of starting lineups. We will talk about the pros and cons of each starting lineup and more. So, um, beginning with the first one, I think that this is probably the most likely of the three. And let me preface this by saying, just because a certain lineup isn't in these three doesn't necessarily mean that it's not going to happen, right? I'm not a coach. I'm not um, you know, at practice every day. These are just three interesting ones. We'll talk about a realistic one now, um, uh, one that includes a lot of youth in the next one, and then finally we'll have a um, sort of a small ball lineup that utilizes versatility. The first one is Sky Clark. Mike James, Trey White, J.J. Trainer, and Brandon Huntley-Hatfield. I personally think that Sky Clark and Trey White are going to be starters in any possible scenario you can come up with. I think Sky Clark is the replacement to L. Ellis. He is the best point guard on the team. He's one of the um, only true ball handlers on the team, along with uh, Tyler Johnson. Uh, but Tyler Johnson is going to be a true freshman. Sky Clark, um, now fully healthy, you know, fully uh, coming off of that ACL injury that he suffered in high school, played uh, 13 games at Illinois before stepping away due to some family matters. Um, but he is uh, back in the full swing of things and now looks to lead a global offense that is going to be searching for an identity on the offensive end of the court. So um, I think that Sky Clark obviously will be the starting point guard for the Cardinals. Trey White, 9-5 and five as a freshman uh, at USC this past season. He started 29 of the 33 games for a Trojans team that made the NCAA tournament. So, um, I mean, I think that this is pretty straightforward. Trey White is going to start. Um, in some capacity, whether it is as a starting two guard or as a starting three, whatever may have you, obviously a positionless basketball era. So, um, but outside of that, uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, JJ Trainer, I went with um, you know experience and um, overall college production to um, you know man the front court. Brandon Huntley Hatfield, JJ Trainer um, have played probably the most collegiate ball of any of the other players on the team, you know, throughout their career. So I think that these two are probably in line realistically to 
start for the Cardinals, at least to start the year. The main, um, I guess you could say, debate is whether you start Mike James or Trenton Flowers. I'm going to go for the um, production here at the moment, the proven production, the veteran to start, at least start the year out, right? Um, I'm not necessarily sure if he's going to start uh, the whole season because Trenton Flowers is a very talented player, but Mike James is the only returning player from the Cardinals program that scored in double figures last season. Actually, he was the only player that Louisville currently has that averaged in double figures scoring at the Division One level in college basketball. So I think that Mike James, um, with another year under his belt last year was really his first year playing, um, you know, college basketball. He tore his Achilles his first season and for him to have a pretty respectable season year one, I think that that, uh, bodes well for him to start in year two. He has the familiarity with, uh, the college game with, you know, ACC ball with the speed of the game. Um, that's not to say that Trenton Flowers can't get to a point to where he's starting, but I think to start the year up, Mike James is the not only the safest way to go, but I think it's probably the smart idea unless Trenton Flowers is leaps and bounds better in practice. But um, pros and cons. Pros, um, you get as much veteran leadership as you can. You get as much uh, experience on the court as you pretty much possibly can uh you have brandon holly hatfield who's played two seasons of college basketball jj trainer has played more seasons than anyone else um on the team you have mike james in his second season sky clark has played some collegiate basketball obviously and then trey white started the majority of the games for a power five team this past season so you have that veteran leadership you have as much about as much as you could have right um, in terms of experience at the Division One Power Five level, um, I also think it gives you versatility um, defensively because I look at Mike James, Trey White, and um, JJ Trainer as pretty much switchable pieces in the Cardinals' defensive puzzle. Can defend. Uh, I think the two through the four, Mike James is probably better suited to guard the three or the four as Trey White is better suited to guard the two or the three. And then J.J. Trainer uh, can guard both wings and big men. So I like the defensive switchability there, the versatility, obviously, um, on-ball defense, uh, cohesive team defense in the half court is going to be such an area of emphasis, uh, especially early on for Louisville, because that was an aspect of the game this past season that it felt like Louisville almost never got better at. Um, Effort is or was a problem. And let me say this as sort of a prerequisite. Obviously, this is all assuming that Louisville doesn't have any issues with effort. Um, which they did this past season. It was a recurring issue. Louisville had stretches to where it looked like they really, really cared, and then other times it's like, do you all want to be out here? So um, I think obviously the prerequisite is that Louisville's going to have to show that effort consistently 40 minutes a night. And assuming that they do that, I think that you can talk about these pros and cons in good faith. But if there are effort issues, well, these pros and cons become a little bit trickier to discuss because the effort issue can skew things pretty significantly and severely. So like I said, pros, you have the versatility. 
you have the defensive switchability. Um, the cons is sort of the same things of last year. I think perimeter shooting and, um, you know, rim protection. I don't look at JJ trainer or Brandon Huntley Hatfield as true rim protectors. JJ is sort of a small ball five at best. Brandon Huntley Hatfield, uh, six foot 10, six foot 11, but not necessarily a true rim blocker. Uh, so to speak, um, both JJ and Brandon averaged under, a block per game. So I could see this being a situation to where, um, you know, maybe it's not necessarily um, something that, you know, Louisville is going to be able to have a ton of in terms of rim protection, but uh, you would probably be struggling with the same thing. Perimeter shooting as well. I think that there is a lot of opportunity to be a good three-point shooting team. Like, you have the players to be a good three-point shooting team, but the body of work is not there. You don't have that proven production. Uh, you look at the guys that are returning. Um, Mike James shot 36% from the feet, or sorry, from the three-point line, which is not bad. JJ was 32%. Brandon Huntley Hatfield, 28 Um Emmanuel LaCour for 100%. Look at that. Hey. Uh, Hersey Miller was 21.7, um, and that is the entirety of the remaining players. Trey White, it's under 30% from the three-point line. Ron Davis, it's hard to really, um, you know, talk about three-point shooting, you know, at the JUCO level. Um, and then you have some other guys, Trenton Flowers, uh, Tyler Johnson, so on and so forth, that you kind of wonder, okay, what's going to happen here, right? Um, is this an instance to where, you know, you're just going to hope that the natural progression from season to season sort of alleviates that? Well, didn't necessarily add a true shooter via the transfer portal or the high school class. So something to, to focus on. So, um, with that being said, we're going to go into the next possible starting lineup that features both youth and we introduce uh, more of a shot blocker. So, uh, we'll do that here in just a second after we talk about our friend's over at Bird Dogs, you need to get in on Bird Dogs now. Uh, the comfort shorts, pants that not only um, incorporate fit, but also versatility. Uh, you feel like you look better and you feel great wearing Bird Dogs. Their stretchy fabric makes legs look great and they're comfier than my other shorts and pants. They can give you the freedom to wear one pair um, on the golf course, to a meeting, hanging out with friends. The versatility is off the charts. I love seeing the uh, success stories out there. Uh, Burt Kreischer wakes up at his lake house, and what does he do? He wears his bird dogs. He goes for a swim. He smokes a cigar. He grills burgers and chills with his family, all in the shorts he associates with in the summer. That is bird dogs. Don't miss out on the opportunity. Go to birddogs.com slash college when you enter the promo Promo code locked on college. They throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Once again, that's birddogs.com slash locked on college. When you enter the promo code locked on college, you'll get a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Oops. Okay. So heading on into the second segment, obviously, we're identifying and discussing three possible starting lineups that Louisville men's basketball team can go with next season. We just talked about, in my opinion, the most realistic one. This next one is um, one that incorporates more youth, 
but also another shot blocker. Um, Sky Clark, Trenton Flowers, Trey White. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. Sky Clark, Trenton Flowers, Trey White, Emmanuel Acorafor, and Brandon Huntley Hatfield. You obviously have Sky Clark and Trey White. There's no surprise there that gives you the um, you know that production, and I think that also is probably could be your two best players. Um, I don't think it's far fetched to suggest that, but we talked about the debate between Trenton Flowers and Mike James. I think that Trenton Flowers gives you a little bit more versatility at six foot nine. Um, I think has better ball handling than Mike James, probably. Um, just as good of a three-point shot, um, and I think that they have very comparable skill sets when it comes down to taking it to the basket. Mike James probably a little bit plays a little bit with more strength, as Trenton Flowers is more of a finesse guy at the rim. Um, but I think that Trenton Flowers has sort of more of a potential opportunity to become a secondary ball handler that can initiate offense for others. I don't think he's a true point guard like some believe he is. I think that you can potentially convince me that he is sort of a guard-wing hybrid, although I don't necessarily think it matters when it comes down to the two or the three. Um, but Flowers can score off the dribble. Uh, um, I think the still is there as well to see that perimeter shot. Uh, uh, more consistent at the collegiate, something to focus on. Um, but ultimately, I think that Flowers, it, it's going to come down with Mike James or Trenton Flowers for the guard spot, in my opinion. And um, for this hypothetical, we're going to talk about Trenton Flowers getting that spot and why it would make sense. Obviously, you go with youth, you go with a very talented player in a very talented recruiting class. Um, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, obviously, that veteran leadership, a guy that's played two collegiate seasons. Um, you know, you look for him to take that next step. Um, does a solid job down low, I think, can spread the court. But I think I like the fit uh, with Emmanuel Okorafor because it allows uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield to sort of ease out on the perimeter, sort of how Jalen Withers played and try to um, really operate in the mid-range. I think Emmanuel Okorafor is the Cardinals' second-best rim protector last season. He only played um, five games which was very interesting, but he made the most out of his opportunities. He played 15 minutes per game, but averaged four and a half points per game, four rebounds per game, and 1.4 blocks per game in 15 minutes of nightly action. That's pretty solid. Um, that is making the most out of opportunities. Obviously, a core for not the tallest guy standing at about, um, what is it, six foot eight, six foot nine, but being 220 pounds and having a pretty solid wingspan, I think gives him the ability to, um, you know, have the opportunity to be a high energy guy in that starting lineup and also uh, give you that rim protection at some level and solid on ball defense as well. I think he's going to be able to do a solid job operating in pick and roll situations, cleaning up on the glass. Uh, so he um, affects defense. He affects rebounding two aspects of the game that Louisville really, really struggled with defensively. Uh, in 2022-23. So I think that um, adding him to the starting lineup in this hypothetical would make sense because I buy into the fit with a guy like Brandon Huntley Hatfield. You could also um, put J.J. Trainer in the mix, but then you're sort of sacrificing a lot of height, although it's not that much. I mean, J.J. is 6'9", Huntley Hatfield 6'10". So you're not losing a ton there, but so you could really switch um, 
JJ and BHH if you wanted to, but for this hypothetical, I'm going to include Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Pros, you get what you may have not necessarily had, and that is rim protection. I think that you bring a high-energy guy onto the court to be able to start games out and be able to kind of make a lasting impression to start games, um, you know, rebound the ball well, operate well in the pick and rolls, which I think would benefit with guys like Sky Clark and Trenton Flowers. I think you're buying into upside, so if he's starting, obviously that means Trenton Flowers is doing something right, obviously. Um, so I think that you're looking at um, the pros being you have the experience, like I mentioned, with Sky Trey and with um, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, but you also, I think you have a solid fit in terms of filling needs on the court. That's rebounding. That's defending. That is blocking shots. Emmanuel core for outside of a guy we're going to talk about in the next segment is making a ton of sense for the starting lineup. The cons, I think number one is perimeter shooting a core for and Brandon Huntley Hatfield haven't shown that they are great three-point shooters, which being in the front court, I mean, it's not the end of the world. But Sky Clark, Trenton Flowers, and Trey White. We talked about Clark. I think Clark, Flowers, and White all can, you know, be streaky three-point shooters. I think they are more than capable of being respectable guys out on the perimeter. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Um, I think you have that. Um, that respectable um, your perimeter shooting ability, but at the same time, you still don't have that knockdown shooter. So I think perimeter shooting probably might be an issue across all of the potential starting lineups. Um, the other con, I think, is offensive. Um, I, I think is scoring responsibility. Now, I guess this probably applies to the first one as well. But uh, creating offense for oneself. I think that Trey White, Sky Clark, Trenton Flowers have all shown that they can do that to an extent. And Brandon and Emmanuel are guys that are more so uh, able to feed off of guards getting them the ball at their spots, um, you know, being able to set them up for uh, solid opportunities. Um, there's not a ton of creation, um, and I don't necessarily want to go out on a limb and say that Trenton Flowers is going to be an elite-level uh, facilitator and initiator year one in college ball because sometimes that's just – I mean, you can't necessarily project that right away. I mean, because and people will say, well, he's a five-star player. I get that, and he's very talented. Dennis Evans is very talented. Trenton Flowers is very talented. We have very talented freshman class coming in. It's a top three class in the country. However, we have also seen across the country, it takes some time for true freshmen to be able to play significantly and to carve out a substantial role. Sometimes it takes a year or so, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, Every situation is different for every um, – I mean, for every Cade Cunningham, you have four or five guys that just don't necessarily, you know, come out of the gates able to produce significantly. So that's something to focus on. But um, that's also a very enticing lineup. The next one, it's sort of small ball. We'll talk about it here in just a second. Before we do that, I want to thank you all again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services five days a week. Your team 
every day. Okay, heading on in to the final segment of the show. Um, excuse me, I'm yawning again. Um, this is the one that I thought I was going to get a little creative on. It's a small ball lineup, kind of. Sky Clark and Trey White, Trenton Flowers and Mike James, and Dennis Evans. Hear me out here. You obviously have a guy like Dennis Evans who is very talented, um, one of the best shot blockers, if not the best shot blocker in the 2023 recruiting cycle. The pros of this lineup is you get the versatility on offense. You have guys like Mike James, Trenton Flowers, Trey White, and Sky Clark, who I think all have skill sets that are going to be able to mesh and form cohesion with the rest of the players on the court. And then you have a guy that can focus squarely on defense and protecting the rim while, you know, the scoring responsibility is on the four, you know, guards slash wings. And uh, defensively, it's all about switching until you have Dennis Evans in the paint. Pros and cons. Pros, you have the best shot blocker on your team. One of the best shot blockers possibly in the country uh, maybe a little bit far-fetched, but, I mean, he looks very, very solid defensively. Seven-footer, shot blocker, the best shot blocker you have possibly would have had in quite some time, multiple years, be starting out right away. You have versatility at the guard play. You know, you're going for talent over, you know, position. In that, in that situation, I think that, you know, you're potentially going with a little bit more of a risk, but if it pans out, it's exceptional. You have the versatility. You have the shot blocking. I think that you have the switchability defensively because I believe in the defensive potential of that, you know, one through four there. Um, but you have that versatility. Um, so I think that that would allow you to reach your highest ceiling. However, the floor is also a little lower. And for the first time, we now talk about the supporting cast. If you're starting those five, well, Let's be honest. Look at the second rotation. You would have three big guys. You would have J.J. Trainer, Emmanuel Okorafor, and Brandon Huntley Hatfield because all three are going to play some sort of a role. They're going to play a decent amount of minutes. And potentially Dennis Evans is a guy that starts and then comes back to the bench quicker than the others on the court. But... I don't necessarily know that I like the fit of a Manuel Core for JJ Trainer, Brandon Huntley Hatfield because I worry about the spacing. And then you throw in, you know, Tyler Johnson and Karan Davis, and there's a lack of shooting there in that second unit. You have real spacing issues that make you wonder how well is Tyler Johnson going to be able to operate, um, you know, operating the pick and roll if there aren't many shooters on the court. Um, and if you project one of the guys from the starting five to trickle down into the second rotation, well, which one or which player or players from the second unit do you now put in the really reserves category? Because I think the rotation is only going to be about eight to 10 deep, realistically. So who's the odd man or men left out here? 
And I think that that's one of the main questions that we're going to have to have answered, you know, heading into the season. So um, I think that the ceiling is there, but you have to worry about the second unit. I think that the experience in the front court definitely is uh, worrisome, um, you know, considering that, you know, you have two guys that have never played a collegiate basketball game. You have three that have, but one only played about, you know, a little less than half the season. So I think that this one gives you the most flexibility offensively, defensively. Um, honestly, this would probably be my favorite one. And this one might not necessarily be as popular amongst Twitter fans because you'll say, well, there's no JJ or there's no Brandon or there's no Emmanuel. You could very easily substitute Dennis Evans out of this conversation and put in one of those guys. And I still would like that lineup the most because you have the versatility. Um, people talk about positionless basketball. I feel like this is really the reason where positionless basketball comes into play is it gives you that versatility defensively. It gives you that versatility uh, offensively as well. You have um, you know guys that can take it to the rim. Excuse me. Guys that can create their own shots here and there. So Dennis Evans, I think, is a – uh, ceiling razor type of player. Um, granted, a guy who offensively is very raw as a prospect, I think in this lineup wouldn't necessarily have to worry about much more than catching alley-oops, which he's shown he can do, and putting shots back up um, off rebounds, which he's shown that he can do in second-chance point opportunities. Uh, defensively, I think that defensively is pretty solid. His long arms um, being seven foot, seven foot one. I mean, he's the best shot blocker on your team day one. So there is a possible benefit to playing him as a starter. However, you do also talk about, you know, teams are probably going to try to get him out on the perimeter. They're try, they'll probably try to get him to switch onto smaller guards that could get by him um, and really make him work defensively, um, which who knows how that will take um, a toll Stamina-wise or whatever may have you, we will see how that uh, pans out. But obviously, it'll depend on how ready Dennis Evans is because we've seen really highly rated freshman big men come into the program. And it takes a little while for guys to get acclimated. I think it's a little bit tougher for big men to play right away as freshmen. That's something. But three interesting starting lineups, uh, in my opinion, do me a favor in the comment section. Question of the day, what would be your football team next season? Like I said, leave a comment. But that's going to wrap up um, this episode of the show. Everyone, have a great day. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Stay safe. Have fun. And we'll see you right back here very soon.